Hello and welcome to the Brutal Iron Gym Podcast, where our goal is to cut through the BS and deliver the brutal truth about topics related to health and happiness. Today's podcast number 1,932. The topic is mindset and the title is what to do when you're feeling discouraged. It definitely happens. I believe it has happened to everybody. If it hasn't happened to you yet, that's amazing. And I hope it never does. <laughs> um, but uh, feeling discouraged uh, or just kind of moments of depression, moments of just frustration, moments of sadness, moments of wondering why things aren't working out better uh, than, than, like, they're not working as you expected, I guess, or better than what they are. <laughs> um, I think we all you know, have these types of struggles. And I was talking with, uh, actually, two of my online clients are having these struggles. Uh, one had a, a pet die, which is awful, and that's just kind of bringing the mood down on everything in their life right now. And they're just kind of feeling discouraged and struggling to, you know, feel that anything really matters. And we're kind of talking through that. Another person has going through, they moved across country and are starting a new job and everything is absolutely chaotic and they're feeling discouraged because they feel like they were in a good groove and whenever they get into a good groove, they said something always happens. And it was interesting, especially in that situation, uh, I asked um, the second person if I could talk about their situation a little bit uh, because I don't want them to misinterpret what I'm about to say, <laughs> is... Um, uh, it was interesting because the move across country in the in the new job is actually a, a huge boost in their life. Uh, major like income boost, major quality of life boost. It's going to be uh, great for their uh, family to help support their family. And it was interesting because we were talking about it and for a moment they were really down in the dumps and just really frustrated, just so mad. So so angry because they've been out of shape the majority of their life and they feel like they kind of get into a groove something happens get into a groove something happens and this last groove they were in was the best one by far they've lost a lot of body fat they were starting to um, just feel more confident in the way they were looking and they really really finally felt like they had a transition happening that wasn't just going from like bad to not as bad <laughs> it was actually going from uh they were unhappy when they looked in the mirror to actually being finally happy in the mirror and we were talking about that and it was interesting to note in our discussion that 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 was a significant negative to them so much so that it kind of blinded them from realizing the increase in you know financial situation, the increase in family support, and the new job is actually going to be a better schedule. So they can they can take the the habits and the things they've put into place in this recent groove, and once they get through this transition, they can then build on those habits and have even more time and more resources. So it was tough because for them. It's almost like they have to take one step back to take, you know, an infinite steps forwards. But they're just tired of one step back. <laughs> and it was very reasonable. They were feeling guilty, and I said, don't feel guilty. So we were talking through a lot. There was a lot of uh, weighted emotion there. And I thought it would be good to touch on the concept of feeling discouraged because a lot of people um, are either dealing with it now or uh, you're going to, you know, unfortunately run into it. Uh, so there are... 
many, many reasons why people can feel discouraged uh, related to kind of health and fitness. So this is a health and fitness podcast, uh, but I do try to touch on other topics. You know, if somebody has like financial stress or relationship stress, I, I hopefully will, hopefully there's some kind of help uh, in these podcasts that can help towards those things. But discouragement can happen from failed diets. I know one of the times that I was very discouraged was, uh, well, there were you know, several diets, but <laughs> uh, one was I dieted from around 220-ish pounds down to 190, and uh, it was in my early 20s. I think I might have actually been like 20, 21 or so, and it was a unsuccessful diet. I lost 30 pounds, which I wanted to lose weight, but I looked worse. Like I lost muscle mass. I did not look a lot leaner. I was so frustrated, so discouraged because I had met this like 30-pound goal but I just looked like crap. I felt like crap. I looked like crap. Looking back, I know 100% what happened. Um, I was eating boiled chicken breast and frozen vegetables with hot sauce every single meal. I was weight training an hour and a half a day, plus going for runs, and I hate running. I do coach people for running, which is kind of uh, funny, but I actually hate running. My body is not good at it, um, and I've tried. Uh, I have run you know, decent distances and decent times, but it's never something I actually enjoyed. So in that diet, I was training an hour and a half a day with weights, running uh, probably 20 to 40 minutes because I hated it, so I didn't do it too, too much. Um, and then I was just eating basically protein and vegetables. So surprisingly, you know, surprise, surprise, I felt like crap. <laughs> Imagine that. And I lost a lot of muscle because even though my protein was high, I had absolutely no carbohydrates and no fats in my diet. So there was nothing to what's called protein sparing. There was nothing to spare the protein from being burned off for energy. You would typically want to have some fats and carbs in your diet so that way the protein can do protein things rather than having to be broken down and used as energy. So that was a very uh, depressing diet because... At that time, I was really struggling. I graduated high school, 165 pounds, uh, kind of skinny fat. I tried really hard, got up to, it was a couple years, two, three years. I got up to 220, and it was huge for me. Like, that was a big accomplishment. I feel like, yeah, I was, I was more fat than I wanted, but finally looked like I had actually lifted some weights. I started to make a little bit of change. Actually, now I'm remembering it was actually later in my 20s. It was like uh, 22, 21, 22, somewhere in there. So um, it doesn't matter, and I don't know why I brought that up. But <laughs> the reason why is in my head saying I went from 165 to 220, and I'm like, wait, that took longer than two years. Uh, and it did. It took like four years. But... When I got to 220, it was, okay, I finally look decent. Like with a t-shirt on, nobody can tell how fat I am. It looks like I have some muscle, so it looks like I actually lift weights. Uh, so at that time, I was already training clients for money. Like I started training people for, uh, for money when I was 18 years old. So I was looking I was looking more confident in the way I looked to better uh, work with clients. Just to So it felt like what I was telling them, I could show. And uh, like, of course, the clients got great results and that was great for me. And that's how the business, you know, that's how I eventually came to do this full time was clients got great results and I got great word of mouth. But I was just always over, over harsh on myself. I under ate all the time. I overexercised all the time. And I wondered why I always felt skinny fat. So when I went from 220 down to one, uh, 190 and looked worse, oh my gosh, that was, 
it felt like I undid four years of work, you know. So that was a tough one. I had a diet, uh, well, well, like failed competitions. That's another reason why people can uh, feel discouraged. I went and did a powerlifting meet one time, and unfortunately, long story, I was dealing with some anxiety beforehand, didn't get good sleep, and I had lost some weight going into the competition, like 20 pounds, uh, going into the competition. And then on the day of, they didn't have a lot of squat racks for everybody to warm up. There's people with knee wraps trying to warm up with people that didn't have knee wraps. So the knee wrap people were taking freaking forever. The room was freezing cold because some jackass <laughs> uh, who was overweight and wearing a bunch of gear wanted everything to be freezing in the room because he was too hot, but everybody else was cold. So we kept closing the door. Then, like, oh, it was just a mess. It was an absolute mess. So I ended up... Uh, partially tearing my groin in the warm-up of the squats and I was like screw it you know I've worked really hard I really want to do this maybe I can just hit my opener and then I can still bench fine and I do a conventional deadlift and I was like I could probably still deadlift okay so I just need to make it through my squat opener well squat opener I tore my groin the rest of the way <laughs> on the way down it shifted me into my left leg I tore the uh one of my quad muscles on my left leg then it shifted me back into my right and then I partially uh, tore the adductor on the right all in like a bing 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 kind of a sequence thankfully the spotters were awesome and they helped me stand back up because that wasn't happening very well on my own uh, but it was a bummer of a competition bummer 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 definitely failed absolutely failed put a lot of time effort money you know my family came and it was just a you know bummer that that didn't work out and then processing that like we could be discouraged from injuries you know, if you've had a lot of injuries or you're having a new one, uh, that could be overwhelming and very discouraging. You might have business struggles. You know, we've uh, if you've ever been an entrepreneur, you probably have had some <laughs> moments. Uh, like I know I've woken up with uh, negative money in my bank account and going, oh, crap, I guess i got to find that money today. Uh, it just happens. Like we can have that even with not an entrepreneur. You know, I look at friends and family and people I know, like clients, they might work for a large organization make good salary but they feel like they can be fired at any time and that is super scary that's uh that's very stressing and that can be very discouraging because you know what do you give to the job that could fire you at any moment you know you just you don't know what to do and if you don't know what you're doing is the right thing to do then you feel very discouraged and then relationships if you're lonely if relationships aren't going well, that can all cause discouragement as well. So I think I just went on a long rant and maybe discouraged everybody. <laughs> but the point of that was uh, not to bum you out, but just to, just to bring to light that there are many reasons we can feel discouraged. And I hope that you don't beat yourself up on top of the discouragement. So if you're feeling discouraged, don't then feel discouraged that you feel discouraged. <laughs> You know, it's okay. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. If things aren't going the way that you expected, if you put in a lot of work and it just turned turn out the way you wanted, that's reasonable to be discouraged. You're like, you would actually be partially insane <laughs> if you weren't. Like, if you tried something and it failed, and you're like, oh, well, and then you just do to do to do to the next thing. That's probably a little weird. And, um, uh, you know, they say ignorance is bliss, and that sounds very blissful. Uh, but I don't know if I want to be that ignorant. <laughs> so uh, it's it's normal to be discouraged. 
So what can we do about it? Enough of me talking about everything that's going to bum you all out. Uh, so five tips. I want to go through five tips. Uh, I, I wish I could tell you now to go back five minutes and fast forward to now because <laughs> I feel like I bummed everybody out. But five tips. Uh, first one, and I'll go deeper into these in a second, is the first one is fact or fiction. We want to actually take a second and think through what's really true. We're going to have a lot of thoughts in our head, but some of them aren't true. Second thing is to assess our self-care. Often discouragement or depression can be linked with really crappy self-care that's kind of catching up to us. Third tip is to remember successful times in the past. You probably have been through something that was tough before that you questioned whether or not you can make it through it, but you did. And it's helpful to remember those times in current times. Fourth tip is to learn. To seek out somebody who has the experience that you're struggling with, whether that's a book, an audio uh, audio book, like I do audio books, or a hard book, like hard copy where you actually read it yourself. <laughs> um, you can also watch YouTube videos. You can talk to people. You know, maybe it's a family member, maybe it's a friend, maybe it's a, an expert in that field. Because uh, sometimes we don't want to share our struggles with family and friends. Uh, so it can be good to talk to an expert or somebody. Um, you know, who isn't a family or friend, <laughs> but has trusted information. And then the fifth tip is, what can I do? Be proactive. If you are proactive, that will be an immeasurable benefit to countering discouragement and depression. Okay, so let's go back through these five. The first one, fact or fiction. Oh my gosh, we tell ourselves a lot of kind of crazy stuff when we're depressed and sad. You know, we like, oh, I'm a piece of crap. I always fail at everything. Life hates me. Uh, you know, oh my gosh. We just get, ugh, we get insane. <laughs> uh, um, you are not a piece of crap. You probably have some really cool parts about you. Uh, life doesn't hate you. Life at, at most is indifferent to you. That's uh, sad and depressing maybe. Uh, but life, however you define life, like I, I, I'm a Christian, so I believe in God. And I do believe that in Christian faith with the God that we believe in, that the, uh, he does care about me. So I, I do believe that my, my God cares about me. Um, but life in general, you can kind of uh, separate those in a sense of where life is just the people around me, the world around me, like how things work out here on earth. Um, it's mostly indifferent to you. <laughs> so uh, one of the reasons why I say that is, like I'll have people, clients who are, maybe they're new to a gym and they're like, oh, you know, I'm going to the gym, but super nervous, like everybody's staring at me. And I'm like, not really. <laughs> so uh, people are so consumed with their own lives that they might glance at you and then they're I, within a split second, they're not paying attention to you anymore. And that's just the way it goes. Um, when I used to live in the city, I used to live in Pittsburgh, and I would get on the city bus. And coming from the country, uh, I graduated from a high school that only had like 60-some people in my graduating class. So very, very, very small. Um, going to Pitt uh, University, all of a sudden you're in the city, and boof. It was like my graduating class on a bus. <laughs> so uh, you get on the bus, and we took uh, city transportation uh, around campus. So the, like as part of our tuition, uh, bus fares were included. Uh, doesn't mean the university paid for it. I'm sure we did. <laughs> but uh, we would ride the public bus. And at first, um, I was, I'm naturally kind of an optimistic person. 
So I would get on a bus and be like, oh, you know, this will be good. Like, people ride buses all the time. Uh, but meanwhile, internally, I'm probably like, oh, my gosh, is somebody going to stab me? What's going on? Who here has drugs? Like, what's going on? So you just get nervous. And I remember within the first ride or two, I was like, okay, literally no one cares. No one is paying attention to me being on this bus. If I was here or not here, none of their lives would be any different. <laughs> no one really cares. Life is, in general indifferent to you so life does not have a vendetta out against you um you don't have there's a movie called pure luck which had danny glover and uh martin short which is i think one of the it's a hysterical movie so if you've never seen that i, I think it might be like from the 80s so it might be older than some of the listeners <laughs> but it's a a really funny movie it's called pure luck and the character Martin Short literally has like the worst luck of anything ever always. So everything goes bad. Um, I've never met anyone in life uh, that their light, their luck is as bad as his. Now his was that bad because it was scripted in a movie. In reality, nothing is that bad. Uh, we can have a lot of bad things going for us, but the sliver lining and that would be a joke on the phrase silver lining so people tend to with negative experiences people say you know you got to find the silver lining you got to find that one good thing meredith and i joke that often it's a sliver lining because it's a really small one good thing <laughs> it doesn't seem big enough to be important at times but it's still good to look for it is if you're listening to this podcast you're still alive you're still here and what's great about that is you can still do stuff. Like you can still take action and you can make a change. It may never be, you know, perfect. It may never be what it was before a mistake or an event happened, but it can sure as hell be a lot better than whatever it is now if you work at it. So if you're listening to this and you're alive, that could be, and, uh, you know, unfortunately for some, it might be their silver lining. But it's important for us to take a second to really question what's true. So, you know, if you're like, oh, my boss hates me. Well, did they literally say they hate you? <laughs> I hope not. If they did, get a new job. But they might just kind of be in a rush. Maybe they have a lot going on in their head. Maybe they're going through a tough season of life. Maybe they're going through their own depression or their own discouragement. So they're just not as welcoming. They're not as warm. They kind of just bark orders at you and then they move on. It, they don't necessarily hate you. They just probably have some own stuff, like some of their own crap going on in life. And they're kind of forgetting to be warm and welcoming. Uh, I grew up in the north. So when I moved down south, I realized that a lot of Southern people thought my style of communication was aggressive and or cold. And what I mean by that is uh, whenever somebody would text me something, this is hilarious because uh, I haven't thought about this in a long time, but clients would text me something and they were like, oh, you never texted back. I'm like, well, what you sent didn't like, I don't, what, what would I have texted back? So it'd be like, for example, they would say, you know, hey, I had a great session today. You know, really enjoyed it. And sometimes I'd write thanks, sometimes I wouldn't. I know that does sound kind of mean. Um, or they'd be like, uh, you know, hey, I'll be there at 5. And then I don't text anything back. They show up at 5, and I'm there because that's how texts work. If you send me a text, I'm going to see it. So <laughs> so I was very bad. Now that I'm, like, saying this out loud, I'm like, damn, I was actually pretty bad at communication. <laughs> but um, I wasn't very good at texting back. I My... 
I was always busy, always overwhelmed, and my go-to was always, well, that's what text messages, like, if you send me a message, I saw it, it worked, like, if I have to stop what I'm doing to type okay, that, I know that literally takes, like, three seconds, but when you're overwhelmed, and, like, I was feeling, like, discouraged, frustrated, just fighting to, to survive the early parts of the business, uh, and to me, that seemed super challenging to do because it wasn't like one person a day it would be 10 15 20 people a day so that actually does add up i remember kind of thinking to myself is uh you know one person if they want to stop and chat uh, and maybe maybe I had my office door open, learn not to do that. But if I had my office door open, somebody might stop by, they'd chat a little bit and tell me something a little bit about what's going on in their life. They're like, hey, you know, I wanted to let you know I've been eating more breakfast and it's really making me feel good. And I'm like, that's great. Um, but that conversation would last like five minutes. And it's like, ah, you know, five minutes doesn't sound like much. But whenever it's five people, 10 people, 15 people, you know, at, at my gym, we have a relatively small gym, but there would still be 40 plus people going through there a day. So even if half of them stopped and talked to me for just three minutes, that's an hour of my day. And that's an hour that I did not have to give away, especially in the early parts of the business. I was training 10 to 12 hours on my feet, face-to-face all day. Still had to write all the training programs, still had to clean the gym, had to do my own workout, had to do the financial paperwork of the day. Uh, Just, oh my gosh, there was just always so much to do that I was fighting for every five minutes. And that was very challenging, very stressful. Um, But... I got way off on a tangent there. Uh, So um, going back to what the real topic of that was is understanding uh, perception versus reality. So if you are feeling overwhelmed, for example, with those text messages, it really only took three seconds. I could take three seconds. So recognizing that. I time myself now. uh, I laugh. I've actually done this where if I make food and then I don't do the dishes, that adds up after two or three, four meals, now all of a sudden you have a huge pile of dishes and you're like, dang it, anyhow, now it takes me like 30 minutes to do the dishes. And then the next time you cook a meal, you're like, well, I'm going to do the dishes, but I don't have 30 minutes to do the dishes. Well, it's only one meal. So I started timing myself, and after I cooked, I could do the dishes in usually two minutes or less. If I did them individually per time I cooked, it was really only two minutes or less. But if I didn't do it, it added up, and now all of a sudden it was an hour out of my day on a day when I didn't have an hour to give. But the perception was I don't have time to do the dishes. The reality was it only takes two minutes if you do it each time. So I challenged myself, and I try to do that as much as I can now, anytime I can get some awareness uh, on what my um, beliefs are in regards to like frustrations and struggles and discouragements. If I can kind of step back, if I can get perception, I'll, I'll challenge my uh, perception versus reality and see what the actual truth is. That helps a lot because often things aren't as bad as we think they are if we take a step back and we kind of look at the bigger picture. So, for example, that client... Very frustrated that things were going to be off kilter with the schedule, wasn't going to get to work out, super bummed, very depressed. But if we pull back, okay, within a month, for sure, he'll be in the new place, he'll have the new job schedule, 
He'll be able to start a new routine, but this time with more money, more time. Uh, and he actually has a less commute, too, uh, too. So it's a lot of good stuff. So he has a lot of good things going on that he was losing sight of by narrowing his vision down to just that one frustration. So that would be very helpful to pull back. The second tip we said was to assess self-care. Check your sleep. You know, if you're feeling discouraged, if you're feeling depressed, uh, how are you sleeping? If you're not getting a lot of sleep, try to dive into that. Maybe you're overusing caffeine. Maybe you're eating, you know, too close to bed. Uh, maybe you, you got to get off the uh, phone. Uh, maybe, like, sometimes people will stay up late watching like Netflix or scrolling on Instagram and it's like don't do that like don't stay up an extra hour wasting time if anything go to bed just turn off the electronic or put it next to you like face down on the nightstand and just lay there and naturally let yourself fall asleep if you want to have a little bit of me time get up early it's better to have your me time early in the day than late in the day because you get a better quality me time and it doesn't mess up your sleep pattern as much so it's better to get up an hour early than it is to stay up an hour late so sleep is a good thing to look at. Nutrition. Are you running low on calories? Are you running low on protein? Are you dehydrated? It uh, reminds me of those Snickers commercials where somebody turns into like a diva and then somebody hands them a Snickers and all of a sudden they're back to normal. <laughs> um, if you're hungry, if you're not eating well, you're going to turn into a diva. Everything's going to be kind of the worst thing in the world. You just need to get some food in you. Then the other things I look for in my day is, did I laugh today? I'll often ask Meredith that question and um, just checking in on her and say, like, what did you do today that made you laugh? Did you get a chance to laugh today? And if she ever says no, I have, like, a, a big collection of, like, dad jokes and memes and all this stuff that I have saved uh, that I will send her stuff until she laughs. <laughs> but that is really good to do is just make sure you laugh within a day. Also, getting a sense of disconnection. Um, if you're feeling overwhelmed, you're feeling stressed, as crazy pants as this sounds, uh, I have uh, set like a three-minute timer and just sat in the bathroom with the lights out, uh, just on like the edge of the tub, and just closed my eyes, set a timer for three minutes, and I just tried to sit there in quietness um, when I felt overwhelmed. Uh, it's just, it helps to disconnect for a second. Literally, if it's like one minute, two minutes, just Turn off stimulation. Try to turn off sound. Try to turn off light. Close your eyes and just breathe. And just breathe. Just giving yourself that little bit of time, that little bit of emotional and mental space can help a lot. Third tip is remember successful times in the past. You have likely been through something very rough and miserable in your past. And at that time, you're like, there's no way I'm going to make it through this. This is the worst thing ever. And then you make it through it and you're like, it was awful, but I did make it. <laughs> so now when you face future or current awful stuff, you can remember the past awful stuff and say, okay, that was the worst thing I'd been through at that time, but I made it through it. This is the worst thing I've been through at this time, but I can make it through it. So I can give you a little bit of confidence. The fourth tip we have is to learn. Seek out anyone, anything, any information you can about what you're struggling with because it's going to lead into the fifth tip, which is what can I do? Ask yourself, what can I do? Give yourself something to do every single freaking day, a daily action every day, something you can do that'll help take you from where you are to where you want to be. Anything, literally 
anything you can think of. That's why learning resources like reading books, watching videos, talking to experts, just learn something you can do that starts creating momentum. doesn't even matter if it's like forward momentum. We don't, we don't want backward momentum. But if it's lateral, if it's forward, if it's diagonal, it uh, doesn't matter. Just move. Just move. Because you can direct movement eventually more precisely to where you want it to go. But you can't direct the movement of something that's sitting still. So don't sit still. Just move. Do something. And then track your adherence to doing that thing, not just the outcome of the thing. So don't be like, well, I've been doing it for two weeks and it hasn't worked. And then if we look at the details, it's like, oh, crap, I really only actually did it four days out of the last two weeks. (laughs) Well, then no kidding, it's not working. (laughs) So we want to track adherence to our daily uh, actions as well as paying attention to the outcomes. That way we can more... Uh, direct the outcome precisely where we want it to be. So I got quite rambly, but hopefully this was helpful. If you have, uh, if you are discouraged, if you're depressed, if you're struggling, these five tips can help is fact versus fiction. What is actually true? Really, really, really try to step back and think, okay, what do I have actual tangible proof of versus what am I just feeling? Second tip is assess your self-care. Make sure your sleep's good, nutrition is good. Remember to laugh. Try to disconnect from the stress. Third tip is to remember successful times in the past. Fourth is to learn. Seek out uh, any resource you can to learn something new. So that way, with the fifth tip, you can do something new. Ask yourself, what can I do? What can I do every single day that can make some change, any change, so that way I can start to get away from right here (laughs) if I don't like where I am? Okay. Hopefully that was helpful. If you have any questions, if you need anything, just shoot me an email at brutalironjim at gmail.com. I hope you always feel encouraged to reach out. I hope this podcast is always able to provide something that motivates you and keeps you pushing for your best life. If you like the podcast, please share the podcast. If you like the podcast, please consider donating to support the podcast, which you can do on our website. Also, if you like the information we share in the podcast, you can find more from us on our social media channels. You can find us and follow us on Instagram and YouTube under the name Brutal Iron Jim. As always, I hope this was helpful and thank you for listening.